Minutes. Chapter 13, if you brought your word, if you brought your Bible, please navigate to the book of Romans, chapter 13, starting at verse 11, and verse 14. If you got it, say amen. Amen. If you ain't got it, say I ain't got it. <laughs> Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. Allow me now to read until you hear the following. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. And do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Mm -hmm. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. Amen. So beginning this morning, December 2nd, we begin season of Advent. As I started to think about the preparation for this month, I got a little excited. Just because it's my first time as pastor and experiencing the season of Advent in this way. I've experienced the season of Advent in other churches and mainly in my home church, but not the way that I'm doing it this year. I had the opportunity to research, read, pray, and figure out what the season of Advent means. It's filled me up with joy and it's caused me to think about certain things. I was at work, I believe, uh, Thursday or Friday, um, and as I'm continuing to learn how to prep for my sermon while working 12-hour shifts, I'm getting the hang of it now, <laughs> little by little. I'm learning how to prioritize my time. As much as I used to say I don't have time, I'm making time at my job while I work. So while I'm working, I'm, I'm trying to think about the scripture, allowing the spirit to guide me and give me ideas. and and stuff like that. So a question popped into my head while I was working. And I'm, I'm, I'm believing that the Spirit is tossing little nuggets into my little brain. A question popped in and it said, if Jesus were to come now, what sin would he catch you in? I heard that and I said, wow. Mind you, I had this question and I was, and I'm a machine operator. I drive machine, I, I drive forklift. I'm a selector, so I picked orders on the machine. Luckily, I didn't crash into a pole when I heard that question. Because <laughs> it came out of nowhere. Given the theme of the season that Jesus is coming, a question arose in my head. If Jesus were to come right now, what mood would he catch you in? What thought would he catch you in? What temptation would he catch you in? And I said, wow. Am I really ready? Would God catch me at the right time? 
So it caused me then to think of everything that I'm doing. Cleared my consciousness and I started to think of, man, I need to stop doing some of the things I'm doing. Stop wasting time and thoughts and entertaining certain ideas and, and, and thoughts. Anyone here kind of daydream and get lost and have to get real back into reality? I do that a lot lately, yeah. I see somebody there, yeah, me too, yeah. So when I read this portion of scripture, it fit perfectly. Because what happens is the flesh is the kicker. There's nothing we can do about the flesh. This is what we have. This is the body that we have, and it's the nature that we have. Human beings, we have inherited the sinful nature from Adam. But we have the proper tools, and we have an almighty God and Father who can help us in fighting the flesh. This morning, I believe there's four points in this section that we need to listen to and apply to our lives as we continue to prepare for Jesus' coming. Not only is it for the season, but I believe this should be this season should be replayed every single day. Advent should be every single day. We focus this month on Advent. Why can't we focus on that after December? In January, February. Jesus is coming. Are we preparing properly for that? Not just in December, but what are we doing in January for that? What are we doing in February for that? And that's why I got excited, because I really, I guess I really didn't know what Advent meant until now. And these are serious things that Christians need to consider. Coming of Jesus is nearer than before. Are we prepared? For that coming. I believe in this portion here gives us four points for us to consider. In verse 11, and do this understanding the present time. What time are you in? What's going on in your busy life? What's currently going on in your life? What are the circumstances that you're faced with? Consider those things. What are we doing about them? Cancer seems to be the theme as of recent. What are we doing about it? Are we praying about it? Are we giving it to the Lord? Because there's nothing I can do about cancer. I'm not a medical doctor. There's nothing I can physically do. But all I can do as a, as a, as a believer is present that to God. And do this the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Some of us this morning may be sleeping on God. Some of us may be in a slumber. Some of us may be doing Christian duties, but doing it while sleeping. Does that make any sense? Let me explain Understand that the word slumber doesn't mean you're in a deep sleep. Slumber means you're in a, a light sleep. You're not conscious of what you're doing. Has anybody ever functioned off of autopilot? <laughs> Isn't that what that means? 
right now. He said, right now. I hope you're not going to wake up. I need to wait, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a wait. But how many of us operate on autopilot? Let's apply that to the Christian concepts. How many of us are doing our Christian duties and responsibilities, but not really conscious of them, or just doing them just to do them? What happens when you're on autopilot? You're kind of just going with it. You don't really know where you're going. There's nobody in control of that ship, of your mind, of your body. You're just kind of going. I've caught myself driving just straight. Just driving straight. I know where I had to go when I buckled my seatbelt. That's a bad thing to say. I know. But when I get into the car, and I know where I'm going, but as soon as I put it in the drive, I just drive straight. I am on automatic autopilot. My wife has to tell me, turn left, turn right, where are you going? <laughs> and I have to tell her, I have no idea. Very true. For some reason I had to click that button and I'm on autopilot. How many of us this morning are sleeping on God? We're coming to church, we're praying. For those of you who fast, we're fasting. Reading scripture, but are we just doing them just to do them? People sleepwalk. They talk in their sleep. Sing in their sleep. <coughs> are our consciences awake this morning? Are we mindful of the things that we're doing this morning? Are we on autopilot? Paul is urging the readers of this letter, and he's urging the church this morning that Christ is coming. Wake up, folks. If he comes right now, will he catch you sleeping? Are we dozing off? Are we fully awake in Christ? Time is nearer than it has ever been before. The hour has come. Paul wrote this as a motivator to the people to get them up out of their seats and into action. The time has come for you to wake up. Are we sleeping or are we active in our faith? The Advent season is a motivator for us to Daily, not just in December, but in January, February, March, and so forth. To wake up, to be active, to be conscious of your decisions. Repent of your sins. Stop doing the things we're doing. Stop living the ways of gratifying the flesh. And start living in a way that we gratify the Spirit and God. Stop wasting time and thoughts and ideas. And how the Bible puts it, debauchery, drunkenness, orgies, living in darkness. That's what that means. Telling us to don the armor of light. 
clothing ourselves with Jesus Christ. The darkness is all the sin that we commit. Are we committing sins on purpose? Are we committing habitual sins day in and day out? Are we mindful of the things that we're doing? This season is a season of preparation. And I hope that this word lands on fertile soil this morning. And I pray that God continues to water that. Because this word has impacted my life tremendously. I am thoughtful of the things that I do, the ways that I think, and the ways that I act. Because of that question that was thrown into my mind. If God came today, what thought would he catch you in? What action would he catch you in? Are we really prepared for the coming of Christ? Could we answer yes or could we answer no? To go. Second question is, what are we doing about that now? Or what can we start doing from here on out? By not gratifying the desires of the flesh. And what are those? Anything that separates you from God. That's what sin is. Not just how the Bible puts it in drunkenness and orgies and, and, and whatever the case is here. But sin is what separates us from God. Be aware of what we are doing, how we're walking, how we're talking, how we're acting, and how we're treating other people. If God came, would he catch you cussing someone out? If he came, would he catch you hating someone? Because according to the commandments, hate means you murder. Is he catching you in lust? Because according to scripture, lust means adultery. Where are we this morning? Are we awake? Or are we sleeping? The title of this sermon this morning was, Time is Not on Our Side. Because time belongs to God. And as we continue in this season of Advent, and as we lit the candle of hope, there is hope in the one who's coming. Jesus Christ. The one who has prepared a place for us. Wake up, folks. Church, wake up. Let us start putting feet on our words, on our faith. Be mindful of the ways that you act, things that you say. People are watching. Let this word be a motivator to every person this morning. As the days go by, the weeks, and this whole month, I pray that the Spirit bothers each and every person here this morning in a good way. Pray that the Spirit makes you uncomfortable. If there's anything that you're dealing with, I pray that the Spirit brings that up. Brings it to life. Brings it up to the surface and says, you need to deal with this. Is the church awake now? Are we ready for the coming of Christ? And if we're not, 
Dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks once again for your love, for your grace, and your mercy. For the opportunity that you give us day in and day out to get things right. Now, whatever we messed up on yesterday, God, you give us a day to day to get things right, to fix it, to learn from it, and to move on. What person on this earth possesses such grace and mercy? No one but you, God. You loved us enough to send your son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to die for our nasty sins. Lord, I just ask that this word be a motivator to the church this morning and for those who are sleeping, that they wake up. Because the coming of your son, Jesus Christ, is nearer now than it was before. Allow us to be aware of our behavior, ways of thinking and our ways of acting. Show us what we're doing wrong. Show us how to correct it. Show us how to live and we may shed a light on the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Show us how to love. Show us how to be compassionate. Just use us, Father God, as a community, as a body in the church, for your will and for your glory. Motivate us, Father God, from here on out to repent of our sins and to remember what was done on that cross. As we partake in this communion service, that we remember what was done for us and how we can now benefit from the death and the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ. Wake us up, Lord. Wake us up. In your name we thank you and pray. Amen. Amen.